What up, what up, party people? And happy Monday. It is a damn good day to have a damn good day. And since it's Monday, I want to briefly mention this week's book I read. I highly suggest you check out Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. The idea of the book is that Gladwell argues that something is very wrong with the tools and strategies we use to make sense of people we don't know. And because we don't know how to talk to strangers, we are inviting conflict and misunderstandings in ways that have a profound effect on our lives and our world. I found this book not only changed how I see strangers, but also how I see myself. Now, you are in for a serious treat today with our guest, Samantha Saget. I first met Samantha in an airport in Costa Rica, where we happened to have both qualified for the same company incentive trip. Upon our first phone call, I quickly realized she was a total homie. Such a good person with a huge heart and quite the impressive business savviness when it comes to online marketing and more specifically building valuable communities. Although Sam is a doctor of chiropractic by trade, she decided to fight for an extraordinary life lifestyle at a young age and became her own boss. Her story of taking a $208 investment and turning it into over $3 million in less than seven years is pretty amazing. She credits her success to sacrificing, going against the status quo, taking a risk at the age of 23, and fighting for her vision instead of letting life just pass on by. Samantha and I have quickly become great friends, and this podcast was actually recorded in person at a convention in Anaheim, California, amongst a live audience of five of Sam's friends. In this episode, we discuss how to find your niche, make a plan, then execute on that plan, the three pillars to building a successful community, her 15-minute secrets of peeling back a human's onion, and tips on how to build your network. As always, you can watch this podcast with Samantha and I live on YouTube. And without further ado, episode 73 with Samantha Saget. Let's jump into it. We are live. Dr. Sam is in the house. How are you doing? I am so good, especially right now because we're here doing this. I'm excited. Living the dream. We're out here in Anaheim, California. Loving the weather. Things are good. You're a Cali girl. I'm originally a Jersey girl, but I've been out in California for three years now. I live in Newport Beach. It's Did awesome. You, have you become soft since moving out here? hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I understand exactly what you're saying right now. Like the room today was cold in the conference room and I was complaining when I'm used to 30 degrees from back home. Now, 60 degrees isn't warm enough. It's true. Everywhere I go, I'm like, wow, I just have gotten so soft. I'm so cold. I used to be the human heating pad. My mom used to call me. But now it's just not happening anymore. But I 100% it, agree. First of all, we met in Costa Rica. Yes, we did. At the airport. Yep. Which is kind of rare. I know. I went up to you and I was like, hey, you look familiar. Do you live in... I, I like knew you lived in LA. I felt like I knew that. So do... But I also know you from one of the companies that we work with. So right. I went up, introduced myself like I do all the time, outgoing and... Now we're connected and this is going to be awesome. Next is history. And your whole history, your story is incredible. The people you've impacted is, is amazing. The communities you've built. There's so much we're going to go through today that I'm excited about. And you just seem like the type of person that, first of all, you're very high energy, which is amazing. You're just glowing. You got this youthfulness, this excitement always to you right there, that divaness going on. That you've changed a lot of people's lives in in a short period of time. Yeah, I have. So I actually started when I was 23. I'm now 30. So it's been a seven year adventure and journey, and it's been such a blessing. Uh, it's over 30,000 people now. And my goal when I started was actually counting the number of lives I changed versus the dollar amount I earned, and then it ended up going hand in hand. I think the more lives you benefit and impact the more money you make. Yeah, let's circle it back a little bit because you got into entrepreneurship at a young age at 23, I believe you said? Yeah, 23 years old. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So what was like pre that? What was going on in college? Were you running businesses? Were you hustling? What was the, what was the pre-entrepreneur? So it's funny you ask because I truly believe every entrepreneur came from a hardworking background or as you can say, had a chip on their shoulder, right? Like that's, you can tie a lot of stories to that. Uh, when I was in high school, I always rode horses and to ride horses more, I had to work on the weekends to be able to pay for more horseback riding lessons. So I started hustling babysitting at 12 years old. So I was a hustler back in the day, but I also always had a dream Ian of becoming a doctor. I always believed in, you know, helping people get healthier, but I knew a lot of money came behind the name 
Dr. Samantha Saget. So I worked my whole high school and even college career to get into medical school. And then uh, things changed because my little brother developed an unfortunate drug addiction to medication at an early age at 15 years old. And that was right when I applied to medical schools. And all of a sudden, I decided, hey, you know what? I want to go the holistic route. So I actually went to school to be a chiropractor, doctor of chiropractic at 23 years old. And um, it all changed from there as well. I mean, I just realized that I was sick and tired of being sick and tired at 23 years old. Found myself $250,000 in student loan debt. I mean, come on, student loan debt's running the world in such a negative way. And that's where I stepped out and said, you know, what if? What if I could become more, do something different, and actually live outside the box? You know, the doctor thing is is tough because I feel like when we're young in school, everyone says if being a doctor is the epitome of success, right? Oh, she's she's in med school, like goddamn, like mm-hmm. she's doing stuff, right? But little do they know how much truly goes into that process. Mm-hmm. I mean, my brother's in a surgeon right now. He's a resident in Chicago. Okay. And we live very different lives. You know, bless his heart. Good for him. He's amazing. But I could just never get through that process because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you come out 35 years old, finally earning the income that you're talking about. Uh, it's actually different these days too, to be, to be very honest. I mean, health insurance, people don't actually tell you the truth behind becoming a doctor or a lawyer. I think I grew up in uh, a South Jersey, New Jersey community where everybody said, go be a doctor or a lawyer to be successful. Like that was the lane you had to go. We were almost brainwashed as kids, right? Society definitely brainwashes us. And, um, but what they don't tell you is, one, anything's a lot of work to be successful, okay? I, hard work, I'm not scared of, just like I know you're not. But they don't tell you that debt is a real thing. And so, God bless your brother. Hopefully, he comes out of school not in all this debt. Well, you get in these debt handcuffs. That's the deal. It's oh, he's in debt handcuffs. terrible. Like, what people don't tell you, though, is the debt of becoming a student. So, becoming a doctor is debt. But then opening up your own practice, which is the only way to get out of your student loan debt, is to open up your own practice, which is even more debt. So people are in half a million to a million dollars of debt who graduated with me. And they're just drowning. I don't know how they're ever going to get out of it. And it's at some point you can't go back. It's like at some point you're so deep that, you know, yeah, you could. You could drop out, but it's like you've come so far. Mm -hmm. At what point it's like, was it all for nothing? Mm -hmm. One thing that's great about entrepreneurship is, you know, every lesson you learn something along the way. You have a failed business. You're learning. You're growing. Everything can be looked at as an experiment. But being in those traditional fields, lawyer, doctor, dentist, it's like there's this path that you have to walk and that path. Like, I don't know how much you learn on that path. With that said, there's amazing people doing that, but mm-hmm. it's just a tough world. It's it's definitely tough. And I think another reason why I kind of took a turn and I'm still a licensed physician. OK, and I donate my time on medical mission trips and I love giving back to the community of health. But, you know, the other thing they don't tell you is time freedom. Right. You know, you're going to be this doctor, this lawyer, or this professional degree. Not only is it the debt, but you're also in time debt. You come out of school and just like your brother, he's going to have to be working in the hospital for how many hours a day, a week to even, you know, make ends meet, get out of debt, support his family. When can you have a family or when you do, do you ever actually get to see that family? And something that that drives me is travel and um, diversifying just my life, whether it's food or communities and people. I love going to meet new people and, and trying new things. And I feel as if that world of, you know, corporate life and, you, you know, the track that, that society tells us to go, you don't get to have that experience of everything. And hopefully, you know, by the end, the end of your life, did you get to do everything you actually ever dreamed of or wanted to accomplish or wanted to see? I like what you said. Yeah. He mentioned that, you know, to have a relationship, you need to really have a relationship with somebody in your field because you're, you're mm-hmm. working so much. You're on the schedule, you're on the go. And I like that you chose the holistic route. That's really cool. Um, personally, I've had, you know, our listeners know deeply, but I have all these different gut issues I've been dealing with for a long time. And traditional medicine doesn't know too, too much about the gut when mm-hmm. it comes to the gut, right? Yeah. You know, we just label things, IBS, boom, done. Holistic, the world of holistic health, I think it means really good, but there's so much information out there. You know, people building themselves as health gurus and, you know, Dr. Axe and whatever it is. I don't think people are bad intentions, but there's so much information out there. There's a ton. There's definitely a ton. 
do you still practice in a little bit with that? Like, do you use that holistic health background in your current gigs? So in a way, yes, that actually leads me back to 23 years old when I started my side hustle to pay off a little bit of debt. I was a deep believer in nutrition. And so I strongly believe with the right nutrition, the right form of exercise, alignment of the spine, you can actually prevent almost any disease. I'm not going to make a claim on here, but you can do a lot of good for your body. And so I got involved with a company that actually sold top nutritional products, um, clean living. And I really believed in if I could teach a couple people while I was in school becoming a doctor, one, I could get them healthier right? Like I kind of have a case study going of all the, the plans and performances that are going on. But two, what if it made me 50 bucks? So my first check of my side hustle at 23 years old was $63 and 19 cents. And I remember that exact number, the penny, because I got that check and said, Oh my goodness, I didn't even have to clock into babysitting or bartending. I did this for my phone and I could literally get groceries this week but you were super open-minded while going through this program super super open-minded and I think it also comes from just the stresses around you I think when your why and your purpose is strong enough the how-to and your mind opening up to other opportunities expands right so when your purpose is big enough the how-to gets easier and so that's what started just coming my way as the how-to's yeah so you get this opportunity you're stoked Tell us about the time you're 23 years old and and it first comes to the table. What goes through your brain when you first jump into entrepreneurship for the first time? At first, I just thought it was going to be like an easy, simple hobby side hustle. I thought, yeah, I'll do this while I'm in school. I don't end up being part of my practice. Uh, Super fun. And then I got really, really good at it and it turned into a business. And I knew nothing about sales. I knew nothing about taxes. I knew nothing about managing a team. I mean, I didn't go to school for my MBA. I was going to school to be a doctor, which by the way, society, as you're listening, if you teach medical school or any professional schools, please add business classes into these programs. I think a lot of people as doctors walk out and don't know how to perform in their offices or perform in sales. So back to when I was starting this whole thing, um, it was really fun and exciting at first, but I kind of just use it as a hobby. And then my first month of $900, second month of $3,500, I started thinking, okay, if I actually treat this like schoolwork, like a business, I have set office hours, you know, just like a professor has set office hours, walk into his, his classroom to ask questions. I actually set office hours for myself, learning, Googling, studying people, um, building. And fast forward in 19 months into this, still in school full time, I ended up paying off over $100,000 of my student loan debt just with my fun side hustle. It wasn't, it was still fun, but I turned it into treating it like a multi-million dollar business. That's incredible. I mean, I don't think a lot of people can really comprehend that. Like the idea of building a business Mm part-time. I think there's a lot of negativity that surrounds any idea of even that happening. And that's probably where we get down to societal norms of these social pressures that we've been kind of sculpted around. We were talking about that right before we started this podcast. Mm -hmm. You seem to found that that secret sauce, that magic that most people might have saw the same thing, but they didn't see it the way you saw it. Why don't you think that people take opportunity when it hits them? I think they're terrified. I think they're terrified of judgment. Um, Something that I love teaching is, is confidence. I think that I was very blessed to be born with natural confidence. And it's funny because I wasn't always the perfect size four girl with the perfect everything. I had braces for four years. I was totally bullied. I was totally bullied in middle school and the part of high school. But you still rocked but it. But I, I still rocked it because of the this confidence I was born with. And now a lot of people, you'll probably ask me next, you know, well, can people learn confidence? And in the past seven years, that's actually one of my businesses. I coach people on confidence and community. And I truly believe that if you can surround yourself with the right community, you can build up that confidence to believe in yourself and to step out and to actually follow your dreams or live your dreams. I think when we're kids, a lot of us are confident. Most of us are confident and and we dream big. And then going through life from being bullied or not getting into the right school or getting fired from a job or having parents that get divorced or... uh, you know, just going through tragedies that we just lose the confidence in ourselves. And so when you ask, like, what's the secret sauce? <laughs> the secret sauce is two things, confidence, and I will talk to anyone. So that leads me to connections. 
connections is is guys I'm telling you right now it doesn't matter what you know it matters who you know and everybody has such an incredible story while you're sitting on the plane talk to someone sitting at the bus station talk to someone at the diner ask your waitress or the waiter their story I mean it just leads to such openings and connections and I truly believe that's where I'm at because if you if you ask me the formula dude like I I am not smart like my parents thought I was never going to read and spell I just work really hard and I love people and well your confidence first of all confidence in general is sexy it doesn't matter where you are if you're confident then you're rocking it (laughs) and when you feel good you look good Mm -hmm. everything is just you vibe right your just whole energy changes when someone that walks in that's super confident but like not you know super egotistical confident just like I got the sauce you know what I mean those become the people that create they, it's the energy they have their own gravity you know mm-hmm. they got these planets just circling them you know they name their it own is planets. true though it is true i mean today we were talking about being wonder woman you know if you put your shoulders back and your hands on your hip and you put two more millimeters higher with your chest you just hold that there for two minutes it, it is a true thing you walk into the room and people are like wow who is he who is she i want to get to know you and let's also be real everything in this world is sales you know you ask about being an entrepreneur yeah, that's a sales job, right? You're building a brand, you're selling yourself, you're selling your products or whatever, your subscriptions. But being a doctor, going on a date, mm. meeting your husband, getting a promotion in the job, that's sales as well. And if you can have the confidence and the energy, the vibrance, you will land those things more frequently than most others. And your ability to create communities is next to, next to none. I mean, that's one of your biggest keys to success from the research I've done prior to this. You are really good at getting people step out of their shell and really feel and unlock their inner inner Dr. Sam. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> at what point did you feel like you kind of cracked this code on building community? Wow. So it's it's funny that you asked me this question, too, because when I onboard someone to my team, so I run several different businesses. One's a coaching company. Uh, one's a, a side hustle opportunity e-commerce business I'm obsessed with. But when I onboard someone, I always tell them the two things that you'll always get from me that I love that's important is communication and community. And I don't even know where that came from. I just think from building so many people over seven years, I've realized the reason why I have such a success rate um, and a retention rate is because I actually care because I communicate and I put people in a community. Uh, and where did that come from? That came from... Honestly, I only had 15 minutes in between classes in chiropractic school to do phone calls and I had to get really, really good, not meeting person face to face, but really good at unlocking people and peeling back their layers in 15 minutes on a phone call. And I don't even think I was intentionally trying to learn that. I just got really good because when you find someone's why, when you find like their true purpose, and it's not just a lot of people say, hey, I want to help people or hey, I want to make money or hey, I want to get out of debt. That's not big enough. You've got to peel it so deep where you almost make them cry. And I think some people I meet in the first hour, I did a call on Sunday uh, and in uh, 60 minutes, like I had her completely like floored of how much she didn't know about herself or what fulfills her. I think your true purpose is what fulfills you, what makes you the happiest. And sometimes that's really not money, Ian. Like a lot of people aren't fueled by money. So Long story short, it's the 15 minutes of 30 phone calls a day I had to do in chiropractic school with my side hustle that I learned to just really get to know someone. And I think that's the most important thing that you can do is people don't care how much you know. They care how much you care. So what you're saying is people are like onions and we just got to peel those layers. It's true, though. I mean, hey, you're a single guy, right? You're single today. So today, by the way, ladies, if you don't see this man, he's awesome. He's single. He's in L.A., Santa Monica. But um. Just on a date, right? You got to peel people back. I mean, it's really awkward your first date. But if you ask the right questions and the person who asks the last question is the one who wins. What's up, party people? This is a quick Len Jones break to announce the winner of this week's $50 gift certificate. Congratulations to Angelina Cole for being our winner. Please shoot me a direct message to collect your prize. As a reminder, each podcast episode, we will be giving away $50 to a random listener who shares this podcast episode on their Instagram story. Remember to tag me on Instagram at Len Jones so I can reshare your posts and celebrate you on my timeline. Now, let's jump back into this podcast with Samantha. That's an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Got to peel them back. <laughs> got to keep them talking more than you. You got two. A hundred percent. What is it? Two ears, one mouth for a reason. Listen twice as more than you talk. Which is another concept I had to had to learn. I used to talk more than listen. 
So if you get to be a really good listener. And then I also remember everything too. So if you're bad at memory and you're trying to build a brand or your confidence, write everything down, reread it. But I get really good at listening and remembering. Really? You learned memoring? I had to. I mean, when you get on the phone for the second time with a follow-up. So you're not s- born with it though. You just feel like you can you can learn that skill. That's a skill that can be learned. You can learn anything. When it comes to a lot of people will say and they'll argue that so some people are just naturally have amazing memories, right? Like you yeah. have that friend that remembers back in sixth grade when you sank that that pong shot for some reason, like they know that. And other people can't remember yesterday what they wore. Yeah, I think when it's important to you, you remember. That's so true. So make what it is, important. It's like what is it? It's like the tree reference. You gotta find something and have it like all stay to some sort of localized station in your brain that you can remember. I normally so I'm a photographic, I have a photographic memory. So when I write things down, I remember. But if I ask good questions, that's what sticks my memory to. In this 15 minute phone call you're having with people, what are some of the like core questions you're trying to get at? So this is if you were in sales, write this down 101. It's like, mm, it's this is meat. This is awesome. But I, the first couple of minutes, first of all, you don't want to be awkward. And I think a lot of people who are cold calling, even if you meet someone face to face, it's a weird situation, not just for them, guys, for you. Right. Let's just be honest. It's, it's super silly and weird. But I remember when when you and I talked like we can just I literally took you through a sales one on one call. And the first couple of minutes, I will say something like, hey, Ian, super pumped to be on the phone with you. Listen, so this is not awkward. Ha ha. And I'll laugh like so this is not awkward. <laughs> you know, let's uh, let's just get to know each other for a minute before we talk about anything business wise or mentoring wise. I just want to know a little bit about you, where you're from, what you do, what's important to you. And then I would love to share two minutes about me and who the heck I am and why the heck I'm on the phone with you. I literally say it like that. And I have it memorized where I could probably be laying in my bed and say the same thing. And um, you'll be surprised. A lot of people, they love talking about themselves, but they never get the chance to. Because people don't listen or people don't ask. So if you give them the opportunity to talk about themselves, they'll, they'll be an open book. Once in a while, though, I'll have the people that are super quiet, that are like really nervous to talk about themselves and say, well, my name is Sarah and I'm from, you know, here. Ha <laughs> ha, what else do you want to know? <laughs> and the next thing I'll ask is I'll just ask general questions. And so something I use is, um, oh my God, I'm going blank. Oh, form, F-O-R-M. Uh, just a generic way to ask questions. So F, I'll start with their family, right? And I'll be like, well, Sarah, like, are you married? Do you have kids? Where are you guys from? Are you originally from there? So family. O is occupation. Well, Sarah, what do you do? Why do you do that? Did you go to school for that? Do you love what you do? I would say 90% of the time people say no. And then R is recreation. We don't really use that word anymore, but what do you do for fun? So what like fuels you? What makes you excited? What fulfills you, Mm. right? Because if I know what fulfills them, I can help them satisfy that better. And then M is my message and my story and how I tie my story to what they need. Well, it's interesting because it seems like this forum tactic is really trying to get to the root cause of why they're on the call. And that's the same deal that holistic healing is. It's always about finding the root cause. Is Mm -hmm. it trauma? Is it an actual disease? Is it, you know, parents issues? Like there's always this root cause to the issues inside of our lives and why we become who we are. And we create these habits and these habits become things that are either productive or they they hinder us. Patterns. Yeah. Negative patterns or positive patterns. What about uplifting yourself? Did you ever go through a time when you would talk badly upon yourself and talk negative upon yourself? Because I know a lot of people right now, I think that's the number one thing that you could do better. I mean, when you join a community like yours, everyone's lifting each other up, right? And it's this amazing feeling because it almost like reteaches people to love themselves again, right? It's definitely a process. And I want to tell you right now that your mindset is just like a muscle. So going to the gym and working out and growing that bicep, you go for two weeks, you stop, the bicep ain't going to grow. But if you continue to build it and work at it every single day, just even a little bit, it'll eventually grow. And that's the same thing with your mindset. So Yes, I want to tell all your listeners right now that anxiety, depression, having darkness is a real thing. And um, about three years ago, I moved out to California with a suitcase by myself, you know, kind of had that quarter life crisis of, oh, you know, I'm a self-made millionaire and California is the place to be. I'm just going to pack a suitcase and go live the dream. Well, uh, I met a guy that ended up being a really bad guy and it's sad to say, but there's not always great people out there. And he took me through some turmoil, 
tour. I'm not going to say this word. You're going to delete this. Um, it took me through some hell, I will say. Uh, a lawsuit. He was still married with a kid. I had no idea. And me, a, a, the confidence creator, someone who leads an army of 30,000 people. She's got broken. I, I mean, you. that's like worse than broken. I can't even tell you how broken. Because it wasn't even how how much it hurt me. It was like, how am I a leader who's leading all these people and I'm, I'm failing like I'm lying to the world almost. Mm. Um, so I took a bigger it took a bigger toll on me because I blamed myself from almost living a lie for t- only two months. But I went through a moment and I'm very authentic and open about this because I think it's important. I think not enough of us share stories that are that are real and that are depressing because we're all relatable guys. Like we're all relatable. We all go through ish. And if we don't share it, everyone thinks they're not normal, that we're weird. Cause we're going through our own ish guys. We're all weird. We're going through ish. <laughs> and so I had, I had about seven months Ian, where I went through issues, but then I remembered what I used to do every single day when I was healthy, when I had a healthy mind, what I did to keep it. And so just a little bit about my, my routine to give people some ideas of how they can stay on track is every single morning I wake up, I wake up earlier than the gym, about five 30. I go to the gym at seven, but from five 30 to seven, I have a routine. And if you guys don't have a routine, it's very critical. You make one. First of all, I do not look at social media. I do not go to my emails. I do not go to text messages. This was very hard for me to learn because people will suck your life away. Social media will suck the life out of you. People will suck the life out of you. Businesses will suck the life out of you. So you've got to rejuvenate and rejoice. And so um, the first couple minutes in the morning, I literally go to my journal. I have two journals. I have a gratitude journal that says three things I'm grateful for. And then three things um, that I want today to do that will make today great. So three things that will make today great, like goals. And then three affirmations. And then I have a blank journal if I'm stressed out about something, anxiety about something, something on my heart, I will just go. And guys, there's no right way to journal. It's a question I always get. Well, what do we journal? How do we do it? Just let your heart out on the piece of paper. Sometimes you got to rip up the piece of paper and burn it when you're done. That's cool. You can do it. But the affirmations is something I want to teach you guys to do. Gratefulness and affirmations will change your life. When you start to think positive consciously, it'll go subconsciously and it will change your energy and change your day. It's like building your bicep muscle. You've got to do it every single day. It takes 30 seconds. Yeah, just putting yourself in the right mindset early on. So it's so important. And I mean, there's days I wake up still. I mean, once a month at least that I just have anxiety or I'm stressed or I'm just not as positive because you'll meet me 90% of the time I'm pretty positive. But there's those moments where and I have to check Sam. Like I have to check myself and I have to go upstairs in my office, journal. And within 15, 20 minutes, my whole entire day and vibe is different i'm 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 a better human being after that that's amazing do you love animals <laughs> yes i love animals do you have a dog <laughs> i have a dog i have oh i have a dog soy sauce is his name sawyer was his name now he's soy sauce oh my god um, what type of dog he's a miniature bernadoodle a bernie's mountain dog poodle what but 75 percent poodle and he's cuckoo for coco like literally cuckoo but he's amazing you just look like a dog person. That's oh. the coolest thing about California. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> it's not. It can't be a bad thing. I mean, everyone in California has a dog. Do you have a dog? I do not have a dog just because I, I'm just not responsible enough yet. I, I leave the house too much. Yeah, yeah. And I don't have a big important. backyard. And, and if I do get a dog, I need to get a big dog. I can't get a small dog. Yeah, well, my fiance has a big dog. So now we have two dogs. Oh, well, you're that's it. That, yeah, we that, have two dogs. That's the play. But the little dogs are still, uh, they act like big dogs. They need a lot of play and, and run. So soy sauce is a handful, but he's cute. Guys, go look at him on Instagram. He's a little fluff ball. But yeah, I do have a dog and I have a horse. I do have a horse. I've been riding horses since I was three years old. My mom used to have a Pasifino. Oh, that's a beautiful horse. I don't know too much, but I do know that when they gallop, it's really smooth like a like a Lamborghini. Have you ever driven a Lamborghini? Yes. Okay. Just once. Okay. But it's not smooth, I know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like driving, I just drove one for a weekend and I had the biggest headache after driving a Lamborghini. They're cool, but it's a lot of work. Right. <laughs> Back to community. Um, in general, Tangent. there it is. You need some tangents in your life, right? Squirrel. <laughs> but uh, when you're building a community, something that's really interesting is this community as a service business model. 
So I'm really into the SaaS model software as a service. I work with a SaaS company. Uh, we speak to a lot of different SaaS founders, mm -hmm. but I truly think the future is going to be in this community as a service, which is people charging for paid groups where you have a membership to belong to a special community. Basically, masterminds is mm -hmm. another way of looking at it, but it's really exploding and these communities are growing uh, in major cities around you. I think that that whole business model is exploding. It seems like you've kind of unlocked that a little bit. Yeah. So that's also, I love this part of my journey. I think it was probably a huge purpose I had for a while. Uh, about three years ago, I started an online monthly community group. So it's a, it's a subscription course, but we all meet online. It's like an online network and we train on leadership, business, personal growth topics. I would tell you that if you're looking to find your niche, I can help you find your niche. I can help you make a plan and then we help you execute. Uh, I have a ton of entrepreneurs in there from, from all different walks of life, but it's been a goal of mine for so long because people from all different companies, all different areas would call me and ask for mentorship. And it got to a point where I'm building 30,000 people uh, in my other company and I ran out of time. And so this is so much simpler for me to get in front of people have, and they feel like they're having that one-on-one -on -one attention because it's webinar format. Uh, we even have meetups where we can see each other's faces. And now I just opened up a branch into retreats. So twice a year we'll be meeting in person. Super, super pumped about that. This is my first one that we're launching in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. This is like, this is like that big daddy step. Like, Ooh, I've been wanting this for so long, but, um, the monthly subscriptions have been, have been incredible. Uh, I've met amazing, amazing. But you've had to do it. a lot of personal growth to feel like you can run one of these things. Yeah. So here's a big tip. A lot of people want to do these online subscriptions. You need to one, have a community of people first. And to get a community of people, you need to have a story. And I'm not saying your story has to be massively successful, but your network has to be big enough unless you want to pay for a ton of advertisements, which is very, very, very expensive to do. So if you don't already have some kind of fund fueling your online communities and your subscriptions, it's a little bit more difficult. I, I actually, right now I have three one-on-one -on -one coaching clients. I take on three to four every six months. And I have one that's uh, building an online subscription program right now for workouts. She's amazing. She's brilliant. She's going to kick butt. But she doesn't, Right now, we're, we're creating her network, right? Because if she goes and builds this course, but she has no one to put it in, in that course, how are you going to fuel and how are you going to make the money from it? What are some of the biggest mistakes people make when building a community? Building an online community? Yeah, an online community specifically. So the first thing I would tell you guys is you've got to figure out what your community wants. It's never about you. It's never about you. It's not about your price tag. It's not about how much you think you're worth. It's about what that consumer needs, what they're looking for. And if you ask them and you give them what they want, they're going to stay involved, right? So I think a lot of people make mistakes of like, well, I'm good at this and I want to do this. But is that what your audience and community wants? Also, the other thing is, is stop talking about yourself so much and doing the inspo posts. Inspiration's great, but people love education. People want to know what you know so they can have what you have. And I think a lot of times us as entrepreneurs, we share these huge success stories, but how did we get there? What did we do? What are the tools? Let's give it to your audience. Yeah, that's interesting because I feel like a lot of people want to build that, build these, these online communities, but they just haven't built that audience yet. And it starts with just building an audience and that, and people, a lot of times when they start getting that comparitis gene, when someone sees you, they're like, okay, well, I get it. They look at you. They're like, okay, this girl, she's super excited. She's energetic. She can speak like a, like an amazing, but at one point you couldn't do these things. Mm -mm. And it's really interesting to think that anybody can really become someone like that. And you mentioned that you paid once an egre egregious amount of money to go to a one day event. I did. And then in the beforehand, you're like, there's no way in hell I would ever mm -hmm. do that. But now you'd say you'd actually spend more than that. What did that teach you? So it gets to a point where you cap your growth, personal growth, professional growth, business growth, whatever you want to label it. And it's scary to pay a price to play or to learn. So is even for people who have a ton of money, it's still scary. But the truth is, is if you don't invest in yourself and you don't go meet new people and level up your growth, you'll never explode. And 
And what I tell my team and who I mentor, there's never a finish line. There's always a new start. And so if you feel like, well, hey, I don't really have the juices flowing. I'm not so excited anymore. I don't know who to talk to. You guys have got to get into a community and and it's called paying to play. I paid $10,000. This is what Ian's laughing about over here. I paid 10 grand for one day to be in a home, a house of millionaires and billionaires. And it was it was honestly probably one of the best experiences of my life. And I remember driving, it was down in San Diego and I was in the car and I'm like, speaking out loud, by the way, guys, I'm, I'm a deep believer in manifestation and talking out loud. If you ever need help, message me. Manifestation's a real thing. And I'm driving in the car and saying out loud to myself, okay, you know, just, just wrote a $10,000 check to go to this random person's house. Like, all right, you know, universe <laughs> send me. And I, and I literally asked for this. I said, send me the people who are supposed to be around me in this house, put them around me. And I left and it was probably the, the coolest thing I've ever been involved with. And now I'm creating that. What now, was that like? What was that event like? I mean, you guys, this is the problem with society. We think people are handed these billion dollar checks or they're just gifted into all of these resources. But the truth is, is most billionaires drop out of high school, never go to college, are dyslexic. And they just actually believe in themselves enough and they put themselves around people who believe in them too. They start with nothing and they just ask. I think something I've learned is ask. You'll never receive unless you ask. Like we asked to get on the phone together. Actually, you asked me. I asked to talk to you in the airport. Then you asked me to get on the phone and now here we are doing a podcast and it's probably going to lead to something else. But you guys, you never get until you ask. And all those billionaires who were talking in front of the room, I mean, one guy bought all the petroleum in Canada, like literally all the gas. And he didn't know how to buy fuel or gas, but he went to the city and he asked for a loan and he bought it for, I think, $800 million and sold it for billions. And he didn't have 800 million to do it, but people just ask. And this brings me back to when you want it bad enough, you'll figure out a way. And, and the people who you think are so cool on Instagram or like you see them on YouTube or on TV, Guys, go reach out to them. The people who have the most money have the most time. So the wealthiest people have the most time to mentor you, and they actually love doing that. Anyone who ever reaches out to me, I always get back to them. So it's another another thing. Like if you're trying to build your network and you're trying to grow these followers or open up a uh, subscription, you better be answering the people who are reaching out to you. Yeah, amen. That's a that's a really different thought process. Most people would say people with all the money have no time, and you're saying it's completely wrong. It's completely wrong because they have all the little minions managing for them, right? Like you want to eventually delegate. Uh, I will tell you that the stories that I heard in that room, I mean, they told you to Google people who owned, you know, the biggest thing in your town. Google them. You can find their phone number. You can find their email and reach out. But when you do reach out, have them specific questions, like have the specific questions to ask them. Don't waste their time. Use about 10 minutes. These are all the tips I learned in the in that in that house that day. Yeah, there's two really good tools. One's hunter.io and another one's contact out. Okay. They're two Chrome extensions where if you go to somebody's LinkedIn and you use that, it'll actually like somehow do this background research and get you that person's email. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. That's pretty if awesome. If they work for a company, if it's at google.com, they'll figure out what it is based on everyone else's Googles that's See? out there. See, and we live in the world of internet. And people, you know, when you ask me how I built to be an entrepreneur, like how I learned, I used Google. Well, I think that's so cool about what you're saying is because these people, you realize they're just like you and I. Mm -hmm. They're not much better or smarter. Like, I think that's the thing that motivates me these days is that there's people right now that are way less talented, way less hungry, way less go-getter that are living your dream. And when you meet and surround yourself with, say, this billionaire that buys some gas and, and makes it happen, you're like, yo, I can do this too. And then you just level up your confidence because you're hanging out with these people. It's, it's so crazy how many of us have such a small mind and it's because you're hanging with small-minded people. Once you open up that that idea and that, that universe and, and the environment of hanging with people who actually have bigger beliefs. Most people started with nothing and created everything. And here's the truth. I am you, you are me. We're the same person. It's just either someone started before us. So the billionaire, you know, and his name is Wayne. He started before us or, you know, we just haven't pressed yes. Like when are you guys ready? When are you going to press go? And if nothing changes, nothing changes. And tomorrow's going to come and go. You guys just got to choose. 
And that's why I think it's so critical, why I created accountability and communities for people to be a part of, because most people don't have this. They're listening to us on the podcast right now, but they don't have me and you in person or in a community. And unfortunately, to pay to, to have a community up and running, there's costs and overhead to have that, right? A lot of people are like, well, can I just join for free? And trust me, like, I wish that I could do everything for free. And most, most of the time I do. But when you have, you know, the back offices and the ads and all the e-commerce stuff, I mean, it takes money to fuel it. And you'll learn that. You know, I'm excited to, to help you grow into that space. But um, yeah, Ian, I, everyone starts somewhere. And they're all just regular average people who choose to do something who choose to become more. I think we just all have to choose. Right. There's a lot of lessons being shed here right now. I'm trying to think of what's going to be my next $10,000 event. You never know that one friend changes everything. I mean, I just did this amazing uh, podcast that hasn't been released. It'll come out before this one uh, with uh, (laughs) Rosalia Heenan. Her name is, I, I still butchered it. Sometimes I like sometimes if I can't pronounce someone's name, I have to like pronounce it as if you hear the it in same, a dictionary. Listen, listen, I'm the same way. <laughs> so I, get it. I don't ever pronounce my team's last names on the calls. I'm like, yes, yeah, Sarah S. Way to go. <laughs> I get it. It's Rosalia. Okay. That's it. Rosalia. It's a tough thing. Yeah. Good job. But yeah, we were just meeting and we were talking. Um, I first reached out to this woman named Cindy Cohen and she's this big time movie producer. I think I told you yeah, this you story, this but story. I just love it because it just has to do with reaching out to people. I, re- I reached out just through a simple DM. I used uh, s- this simple little uh, blurb I use where I compliment, I ask, and then I compliment in the end. You know? The hamburger effect. The hamburger. I'm flipping patties over here. And you know she ends up getting back to me. And the next thing you know, we end up getting on a call. I end up in this at her office. We do an amazing podcast. I mean, this woman is incredible. She co-founded IEG, which was the largest foreign film company that's ever been sold um, back in 2005. So she lives next to David Beckham's house. We end up going to, I end up going to her Thanksgiving and I'm hanging out, chopping it up with all these actresses and these people from all over and all started from this Instagram post. That's where I met Rosalia, Rosalia Hina. She's such a great name, you know, and uh, we ended up becoming homies and connecting. And now we're ending up, we just did the podcast. We're getting lunch next week. And then she's connecting me with her friends. And you just never know where that connection's going to go. You and never that, know. In direct sales and, and just in general, people always say, whoa, well, I don't have enough Facebook friends than you. I can't do this. But it's like you don't need to. You just need to leverage the world's friends, which and is. Who, yeah, I was going to say, who do they know? Mm. And it, it really does start. One of my mentors, he bought a tequila company. He knew nothing about tequila. They weren't for sale, but he called just like you asked in the DM. And he just asked if they were for sale. I want to buy you. No, they're like, absolutely not. He said two months later, he follows up again. He said, hey, I want to buy you. Here's my price. No. Three months later, he calls back again. The third time he calls, you're like, yep, we'll, we'll sell. And so he buys this tequila company. And so, by the way, it's from the $10,000 room day with a billionaire. This is one of the guys that I've met. And I called him the other day and I said, hey, I want to buy this protein bar company. I have no idea how to buy it, but I'm going to do it. I just have this thought. And he's like, okay, this is what you do. This is the first phone call. They're going to say no. So I've called them once. They've said no. Called them twice. They're thinking about it. Call them a third time. My point is, is if you don't ask for these things and you don't get into people's spaces you're never going to have it but what's the problem is people have small minds they're, mm. they're terrified for the rejection and you will get rejected right you've got to you've got to be ready for that but you don't know if you don't try yeah but then every rejection is just another step forward and it's it's mm-hmm. just fun i mean one of the biggest things to repair your confidence i've ever heard is making a list of 10 things easy things to do making your bed, drinking a glass of water, (laughs) like just simple things, 10 things. And if you accomplish those 10 things every day over an extended period of time, you crush it. Mm -hmm. You become a beast. Yeah. And I also think it's important to reward yourself when you do crush things. That's something else we forget, right? Like Tony Robbins teaches you pat yourself on the back. Like you do something, even say something good to yourself. Like he'll literally physically tell you to tap yourself on the back, like pat yourself. And I teach my clients, you know, reward themselves like little milestones. So then you want to keep going forward. If you wait for the big milestone to hit, it might take you seven years. But if you keep trucking along and you hit these little milestones, reward yourself. So there's a reward program that I set people up for. I rewarded myself yesterday. It felt really good. That, okay. Found myself a pair of shoes. Oh, damn. <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> we all need a reward program. That's true. I- <laughs> I'm cracking up. <laughs> 
Here's a question that I, I always like to, to ask anybody that's out there making moves, achieving their dreams. And it kind of goes back to the, the premise of if you could go back in time, back when you were maybe uh, 18, because you got into this game young. But let's say you're 18 years old. If you could have told yourself one, two, or three things, 30-year-old uh, you going back to 18-year-old to you, that would have saved you a ton of time, money, maybe heartache, maybe headache. And obviously, it can't be like, I wouldn't have told myself anything because it would have made me who I am today. Like, no one wants to hear that. What were some things that come to mind? Okay. I put so much pressure on myself to get good grades. Like, so much pressure on myself. I can actually put myself back in college right now. How I locked myself in rooms for 8 to 10 hours to study for organic chem. I mean calculus just to do so so well and so perfect because I thought I needed a grade to become successful and tell you guys all right now stop being so brainwashed I wish someone would have come to me back in high school and said hey it's all gonna work out if you have hard work you stay consistent and you have an open mind it's gonna work out but I think so many of us put the pressure on kids these days to be so perfect or get that scholarship, be a perfect athlete, you know, get perfect grades. And so I would tell you, I wouldn't have taken college so seriously. I didn't enjoy myself enough. Um, and then it didn't even matter. Look, I paid $250,000 to become a doctor and y'all, I've never even charged a dollar to be a doctor. I made no money being a doctor. Oh, you, you put it on the Instagram. It was Dr. Sam. That's, that's cost something. Just, well, it just looks cool now, right? Right? Credibility. It strikes. But I don't, I don't use it to sell anything. I mean, I've made millions of dollars with all my other ventures. and But I took it so seriously for so long. I just, I want you guys to know it's going to be okay. And don't kill yourself by trying to be perfect. Like ex go through the experiences and en enjoy life because you really just don't know when it's going to be over or what's coming your way. Um, the second thing is, man, you asked for a few things, huh? Like what? Oh yeah. Dig, dig in, dig in. The second thing is, is stop. And this probably relates to the first thing, but stop allowing people's opinions to just control you and to mold you. People, People need likes these days, right? And comments. And we allow social media, we allow our peers to just to just put a label on us before we put our own label on ourselves. And I think when I was growing my first business, I can remember a moment where I was doing really, really well. And really, really, really well was $1,000 a month, guys. Like, I just wanted 1000 bucks. That's all I wanted. And I was so excited. I was 23 years old. I was, I was killing it. And I sat on a couch with one of my ex-boyfriends and his dad. And I remember his dad looking at me and saying, just so you know, Sam, you should quit now because that's never going to work. It's not going to stay con uh, consistent. And it's just one of those things. And I remember sitting in that spot and thinking, do I listen to him? Or is he just an angry old man that didn't get where he wanted to go? So he's putting his small mindset on me. And I could have, that spot could have, that moment could have changed everything right I could have sat in it and let him label me and listened and stopped but I decided to keep going so stop letting people's judgment affect you as much and the third thing is is I would definitely 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 get involved with a community or an individual that inspires you uh, I think I think the the real reason why I created serve sell live well which is my online monthly you know membership and community is because I didn't have that and I really needed it really wanted it and no one I didn't know anyone who had it and I think I would have gotten involved in something like that and I would have missed a lot of headaches right you're like what can stop you from the heartbreaks headaches it's learning from someone who's come before you that can help you beat the hurdles go around the hurdles instead of going through it but too many of us are scared to ask for help and too many of us don't know where to get involved so I think I think getting involved with a community that or a person that had something that I wanted so I could learn from them quicker damn that was good let's hear in the comments which of those three things resonated with you the hardest the community thing's huge just building yourself up 
surf sell live well by the way that was a great tagline when you came up with that was that a shower thought that was uh 72 hours of me my marketing planner and my assistant sitting on my floor in my laguna beach house drawing with dry erase markers all over the windows literally not sleeping figuring out what i want my community to be called and it's a hard uh logo to say and brand to say but the truth is there's meaning behind it so if i can teach you to serve yourself more and better and I can teach you to serve other people to the best, then you're going to sell whatever you want, right? Because mm. if you're fueled up and you're confident, you're serving yourself, and then you're taking care of that consumer across from me, you're going to sell whatever you have because people buy you, and then they buy whatever you do. And then if you can sell whatever you have, you're going to live as well as you want. So serve, sell, live well. Serve more, serve yourself. You're going to sell more automatically, which you're going to live at whatever high power you want. As we wrap up this fantastic display of dr samantha in in just in her elements what would you say to that person that's right on the cusp of jumping into entrepreneurship for the first time imagine they just got pitched some crazy idea and their hearts butters you know butterflies are flipping out and they're excited but then part of them's holding back they you know they're scared they don't know what to do what would you say to that person that's right on the cusp of jumping in for the first time i mean you guys all know what i'm about to say right now right just do it but truly just do it i mean you don't know until you try and your your yes that saying yes might be the best adventure you've ever had and i want you to it's scary right i'm still doing scary things every single day by the way when you're scared and where you're exhausted is where you're growing so step into that so if this scares you that's exactly where you're supposed to step into so say yes and press go and I think the best thing in the world is is investing in your own self, which doesn't just mean personal growth. It means your own business. Being an entrepreneur, you cannot lose money on an investment that goes into you, mm. which means if you want to start a business, that that's your business. It's, it's, it's your investment into you. I say press go. The worst thing that can happen, and this is what I say to people, hey, listen, the worst thing that can happen is you make a little bit of money and you end up liking your own product. And the best thing that can happen is you love your own product and you make a ton of money. So you don't know until you try. So do it. There it is. Make the clip. We're happening. We appreciate you so much for coming <laughs> on the show. If people want to get more Sam in their life, where do they go? So I would just totally reach out on Samantha Saget, which is my Instagram, the name Samantha Saget. Or you can go to samanthasaget.com. I answer emails there as well. DM me, reach out. I'm just here to help you guys. I'm on there 24 seven and I love mentoring. The number one thing that fuels me in is building a person. So if you need someone, I'm your girl. I got your back. All right. Build a bear has got a competition. Now we got build a person. It's going down. Build a person. We, I appreciate you so much. Thanks <laughs> for coming on the too. show. Thank you. Till next time. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you for listening to another episode of Len Jones party of two. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to stay up to date on our new episodes. And remember, hope is not a strategy. Keep making moves. Till next time, peace.